my top five podcasters, Chris, 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 Chris Lambert, and probably myself, but this ain't about that. The mundane festival is where you at. If you've been tapped in, you know what's up. If you're a first-timer, hey, welcome to the club. The cost of admission is simply a subscription. Then rating and reviewing it wherever you listen. Don't worry about change-ups. The cast won't break up. Even with that million-dollar contract, show up a stand-up guy who's a stand-up comedian with a stance on everything from food to media. So welcome to the show. Please take your seat. Let's find out what he's got in store this week. Who, me? I'm Don. Will you open the act? Thanks for coming out. Please clap. The Mundane Festival with your host, Chris Lambert. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Mundane Festival Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Lamberth, recording this episode for Sunday, January 14, 2024. Remember, as always, you can subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast listening apparatus. If you're really into this thing, go over to Apple Podcasts, give this show a five-star review. Wherever you listen, give it a five-star review. Let everybody know why you like it. Because it's simply the right thing to do. And if you would like to take your love and appreciation of this show to an even deeper level, go over to patreon.com slash mundane festival and subscribe. It's three bucks a month for hours and hours and hours and hours of bonus content. This is episode 697. I'm not alone. Much to a lot of your joy. I'm not alone. I have one of your favorite guests. You know him. You love him. It's Tim Hall, a.k.a. The People's Critic. He's with me. We're going to talk about stuff and things. How are you, Tim? I'm I'm good. You know what's funny about your intro? I always think, like, what well, if there's somebody who doesn't like me? Whenever they hear my name, they just turn the podcast off. And they're like, fuck! Yeah, this guy again. <laughs> and they, to, let me go listen to the black guy who tips. I'm out of here. And they drive their car <laughs> off the road. <laughs> What's wrong with you, man? How, how are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm I'm happy you're here with me. I am. I thought you know we were doing something cool where we would say, yeah, let's just wait till the Cowboys game's over and record this thing, you know? Yeah. And it got so bad that I just decided I'll record my Patreon episode. And now, just for screensaver sake, I have the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves playing the Clippers on mute, <laughs> and not the football games. Because, yeah. you know, I will say when I was recording the Patreon episode about an hour ago, um, at least it's at the hands of Jordan Love. Yeah. And we still we still have uh, the possibility of another two black quarterback Super Bowl. It's it's like Highlander taking each other out. So yeah, yeah. It's just just the way that it happened, though. I was like, oh no. I was like, whoa, okay. I don't know, I, man. I still think it's the Quincy Carter curse. <laughs> I don't know what it, I don't know about man. that. And I don't feel like I've I. They just had that finale of Cursed, uh, mm-hmm. that was that ended on a whimper, uh, to me. I didn't put that curse on him, but I, it was just kind of like, Ugh. 
Yeah. Now the narrative on Dak is just going to be he can't do it. And it's, it's with a big one. Yeah. yeah with a big one. It's over for him. Yeah. He'll be all right. I hope so. But then who are you going to get? Who are you going to get? I know. You try to replace him. Who are you going to get? You try to trade up in the draft with one of these young studs. I don't know. I'm, I, scared. I'm yeah. scared for this kid. What's Caleb? Caleb Williams? Yeah. He doesn't want to play with. I, I don't know if it's true. I said that's not true. That about not wanting to go to yeah, Chicago. No, that's, that's not true. <laughs> okay, okay, that's not true. The, I don't know what it is about DC and Chicago. I'm yeah. nervous. I don't. I I kind of don't want him to go to to my my one of my closest friends since junior high was like, yeah. What about Caleb? I was like, I don't know, man. We don't know how the to commanders. Treat, yeah, we don't know how to treat stars. What's, it, listen, it's new ownership. It's new. It's going to be new. New coach going to be new everything. This is if there's a time to do it, it's this season. It's new if everything. It ha- if it happens, I'm for it, and I'm just gonna root for the best. But I mean, DC is such a black city that I, it's 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 like the way Baltimore embraces Lamar. Like it's such a I, I, it it would be odd to me if they didn't embrace him. It would be odd. Or no, you know, I mean, you gotta be good and you gotta win. I just think about when RG three was there. But I, to be fair. Okay, go ahead. Go say what you're gonna say. The say what you say. What you're gonna say. say the type of brother RG three is. I think. No, I don't. I, no, no. I don't even want to say that. I. It's just like I, I think. I think it rubs people the wrong way. I don't think it's bad. I got homies like RG three. I don't think it's bad, but I think if you're looking at the collective, yeah, the fans don't like that. I just. I don't like. He's, for, cor- he's but, corny. He's not a bad guy. He's just a corny dude. Fans don't want a corny quarterback. Either be stoic and quiet or be a badass. But you can't be the corny guy on the team. That's like that's like a kicker or like a punter or like a, a, a diva wide receiver. It can't be the quarterback. He can't be the corny dude. I just I didn't I didn't mind him being corny. I didn't I didn't care. I I knew he had the talent. And it just seemed like even before, even though I just don't like that dim in the light thing, his achievements and his talent. Oh yeah, he's I didn't, a baller. I didn't like the fact that people were jealous of his fucking subway commercial. You're yeah, the quarterback. The You're the face of a, a face of a franchise is going to get the subway commercial. You're going to get the use. You're going to get the, the car dealership commercials. That's right. what happens. And I, and I don't, I don't see that jealousy for white quarterbacks. I don't, you don't see people really having the, the schism that was in Seattle when Russell Wilson was there. Maybe he wasn't cool. There were things that people said about him, but I just, I we don't get all that drama with black quarterbacks. And I know Russell can be polarizing, but I just, I, I'm I, a fucking cook. He can play, dude. I think <laughs> I, I know. And the ball, the he throws a pretty ball. Yeah. And I, I know maybe his 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 skills are dwindling a little bit. He's older, but that's a fucking Hall of Fame quarterback. Uh, probably a possible super two time Super Bowl winner. That if close. people's racism and egos weren't in the way. Yeah. And and you and I just I I'm going to my grave on this black quarterback agenda. I I I can't the ancestors won't let me give that up. That and I just don't they don't Geno Geno Smith doesn't get punched in the face if he's white. Yeah. My dad is somewhere smiling listening to this because I hope uh, he is. I'm sure he is. That was always his hit. He was always, and, and like I said before on here, any black quarterback. But uh, I think I think it was Bob from um, Five Star was tweeting today 
It's like we're in good hands, whether it be, you know, Penix, Williams, Love, Lamar. Mm-hmm. Uh, who are we missing? Who's else in, the, in that mix? Um, Richardson, my man over yeah. down. In, in, uh, this got a nice core group of young black quarterbacks. You said and Stroud, too? Stroud, Stroud, Stroud yeah. balling yesterday. That we got a nice group. Yeah. <laughs> Don't leave out Mahomes. We've never seen, and yeah, and and Mahomes. I what I didn't like, and maybe you can speak to this too. Yeah, the shitting on him this year. Guys aren't catching the ball now. People and and he shows some moxie or some attitude. Mm-hmm. Now it's like Patrick Mahomes. Like even Dan Lebert. I like Dan Lebertard. Mm-hmm. One of the few people, sports people that I follow with this advent of all these former athletes like Gil's arena and Shannon mm-hmm. sharp and having their own platforms to express themselves and educate us about the game mm-hmm. where it's like, I don't have to listen to, I don't have to watch pardon the interruption. I never had well, anything I first take. <laughs> or first take, or I, I was, I was at a lady's house over the weekend and I turned on ESPN for the first time watching around the horn, uh, hearing the talking heads. I, I, I don't have to watch that. I can yeah. watch Shannon Sharp. I can watch Gilbert and, uh, and, and Brandon Jennings and all these players, uh, all the smoke. I can listen to them. I don't always have to agree with them, but I don't, I don't need ESPN to tell me something. Yeah. I know what, what I see and what the people who have the insight, who actually played can tell me. Yeah. I'm with you. But what do you like? I'm what I'm nervous about is, is Justin Fields. Oh, I forgot about Fields. Um, man, if I'm Chicago, I keep him and I build around him. He showed yeah. enough talent. I, I don't think I never, me and my, my, my coworker had a uh, debate earlier in the football season when Fields was struggling. Uh, he, they should get the number one pick. I'm like, you're getting, and this is no shot at Caleb Williams, right? But you get a number one pick that you hope is something. Yeah. Like, and I hate to do because he's younger. I hate to do that old head. I'm like, listen, man, I didn't see some dudes come in with all the promise in the world mm-hmm. and crash out. But at least yeah. I know Fields is a professional football player. Right. I know that much. Mm-hmm. And he's he's shown flashes of like greatness. Right. I can build on that. Now Caleb can come in and just be a bust. He can come in and just not figure it out. He can be but a Keely Smith. Yeah. I said the problem, the problem is the organization. And I don't care who you put behind there. It's yeah. going to be trash if the organization's not run well. But it's looking like to try to clean things up in Chicago. Right. I'd use those picks just to build around fields. Like get him, get him a top wide receiver to, to put to pair along with, with more. Um, get him another O lineman, fix mm-hmm. that lineup, put somebody on the back end on the defense. And just that's listen, as Detroit comes out, that's what they did. Mm-hmm. They, didn't, they didn't. I mean, they end up getting golf on the cheap, but they built around it with like real talent. Then they built that line with Hutchinson and that other young dude, and they said it's going to be a couple years, but let's build this. And now here they are hosting the playoff game. Uh, I couldn't even think. And, and you know, you know, we're old enough to remember the Lions are one of these teams that always seem snake bit. Yeah, that 0-16 season. You know, Barry Sanders retires early. They ain't never won nothing. Megatron retires early. Megatron retired early. They wasted one of the best receivers this league has ever seen. Mm-hmm. Stafford having an arm. He leaves, goes to LA and, and wins. Like they're just getting kicked in the balls 
Um, but if you take if you take a deep breath and say, hey, this is my five year plan, then you can build around it. I don't like the 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 trigger happy. Like, let's hurry up and get this guy because he's supposed to be good. Like, Fields is good, man. Build around yeah. that dude. Well, let me ask you this. Do you even though we have all these black quarterbacks in the league? Yeah. Can they fail like their white counterparts? Currently, no. But yeah. I think that's gonna change. Just like coaches. Like, yeah. Like so, I, like I remember there was some rumbling about like, oh, Pittsburgh won't want to move on from Coach Tomlin. And everybody was like, No, they don't. No, they <laughs> like, don't. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, that's a good coach. Um yeah. So currently, no, but I think that's gonna it's gonna shift because we're gonna have there's gonna be way too much talent uh, at the quarterback position from black quarterbacks in the league in like two three years. Yeah, it's be hard to do that game with them because those guys are they're 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 good. They're they're coming in pro ready. They're not they're not just for the wildcat or just for scrambling or just right. for you know you bring them in to run option plays like Taysom Hill. It's not that them dudes coming in. Leading franchises. Stroud looked like a stud yesterday. Yeah, he did. He did. He looked like, oh, like if I'm a Panthers fan, I'm sick, dude. I'm watching that and I'm like, for real? That's the that's the guy we could have had. There's this there's this guy I follow on YouTube. This filmmaker named Nick in the Cut. Yeah, and he follows like young athletes. He follows young athletes. He's a young guy himself. And he did it like an hour, like a kind of like this documentary on CJ Stroud. And I believe it was just this past off season, but prior to his, this year for CJ, he had those guys down at the camp and they were throwing, he was throwing to him yeah. and they were practicing. He was like, yeah, I just care about the game. And you seem like a solid kid, bro. Yeah. Yeah. It was a complete one Eddie from, you know, the massage man down in Houston, Watson. <laughs> Like complete one eighty. They got a character guy. They got a good coach. They got a hard nosed coach. I don't know if you've seen that. The, the, speaking of coaching, if you've seen the clips coming out of out of Vegas, no. Uh, I told you earlier. The first was um um we were talking yesterday about uh, uh Crosby. Oh, okay. Crosby was like, yeah, essentially, like I'm gonna have some decisions to make if they don't if they don't hire Antonio Pierce. Mm, and you then, did uh, tell me, yeah, I remember you told and me. And then uh, what's my man's name? Um, Adams, Devontae Adams was like. Yeah, that's my vote. Like, if you're asking me, like, that's the coach. Yeah. They would be dumb to not let Antonio Pierce coach that team. I don't understand. I don't like. I the coaches want him. The fans want him. He seems like he's got not. They were. They were even even the game they lost this year. The games they did lose when he was there. They were playing well. Mm-hmm. These were good. They were playing hard. Like I remember watching them blow out the Chargers on Monday Night Football. And I was like, I actually ready to play like this <laughs> uh-huh. since, since the 70s, bro. They they was balling. <laughs> um since the Bo Jackson era. Yeah. Playing like that. Uh so yeah, I don't know. I think I think we're in a good I mean the races are gonna do what they do, but I think we're in a really good space with yeah. coaches, quarterbacks. Now we just need more black men in basically baseball. We'll be all right. Yeah, what uh, you played when you were a kid, I'm assuming, right? Played a lot of baseball. That, that was, was my first love. Yeah, I think that was the most fun to play, I think, for me. Uh all the baseball players were cool. Yeah, all of, they were. All the sports players that were cool were baseball players. All of yeah. them. They look cool. Griffey was cool. Oh, and he was you, very cool. And yeah. you talk to anybody in Seattle who was around during that time, when you'd run into him out in public. He was cool and when he was up. Yeah, the, the two coolest people in the city were Griffey and Gary Payton. 
Like, just cool. Like, you seem like, you just look cool. I don't even yeah. want to say you just look like a cool dude. And uh, Griffey had all that. He always carried himself like a, just like a cool guy. Fun yeah. to watch. Hell of a player. Like, we're the missing the kind the of most beautiful swing ever. Man, still. I remember hearing it one time in a game. It just sounded, it sounded cool. So you were out there, you were in Seattle when he was playing? Yeah. One of the, one day uh, at the time, my brother, when he was, when he was still alive, he was working at the DMV. Like okay. a summer, one of the summer youth programs. Griffey came in one day to get his motorcycle license. Oh, shit. You would have thought it was the president, bro. People were like, what? Like, it was my, like, the cool thing he came home and told everyone is that I saw Griffey and he asked me a question. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he asked him something. And That's I was gotta like, that's gotta be oh. cool. I, I guess we still have that in this country. Yeah, this was right? like 94. Okay. So this was Griffey was, was doing his thing, man. And then he, I remember he had that, that great playoff series against the Yankees. Like, ah. That's why I was praying we get Otani, man, because that they, they would the city's been just starving for a player like that to be here. Hopefully yeah. the young kid, man. I, I like, you know, I like the young kid, man. I like I like I like I like the young kid we got out there in center field, man. He's um he's all right. I kind of stopped baseball. Like Julio, I, Julio's all right. I he's used young. to love ball, baseball. I don't know what happened. This is the year. Listen, Chris. Okay, here's what we're gonna do this year. We're gonna we're gonna pick a team. You're you're, you're out in the area, so maybe it's, it's Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Um, but pick a team, man, and just follow them. Yeah, that's what I, I did with with, with uh, English Premier League. I was like, man, how do I get into it? My homeboy's like, yo, just pick a team and just follow them. Because I want to go to some baseball games. I I they're fun. I mean, I I was kind of excited about. I want to see some minor leagues games. Minor league games, just because. I feel like they have more character sometimes, yeah. you know, the fun, fun shit. Time. But like I would, I mean, the Yankees. I mean, I would I wouldn't mind going to a Yankees game, but I a just Mets game? a Mets game. I've been to those parks before. Yeah. I, when I was a kid, I'd go to Camden Yards and I liked I liked Camden. going. I liked the Phillies ballpark. So you know maybe what, go ahead. You know, what I like to do when I travel. I like to visit the stadiums. That's like the thing that Bill I love it. used to do. He would go to all the the stadiums and stuff, football. Like, all the, I if, love that. I, I mean, I, I would love to go to a game. Yeah, but even if I can't go to like, even it's funny. I got a, I got a, a memory popped up on my you know on your phone. Uh huh. Phone memory. I was in Barcelona a year ago today. So that that was the one thing I want to do when I was in Barcelona. I said I want to visit FC Barcelona Stadium. I just want to tour the stadium. They're just I want to go to a match. They were they were they were out. So I was like, I just want to tour it. So I toured it. And it was everything I hoped it was. All the history, the messy stuff that's in there, all that. It gives you a sense of like, it is crazy. So you get out the tube and you're walking through like this residential neighborhood. There's a bunch of condos and, and you know, condos with like retail at the bottoms, a lot of that. You yeah. turn a corner, bro. And it's like this cathedral of a stadium. Okay. And I was just like, oh, this is what sports is. It's like this yeah. planet in the city. That like, so my guy who was in who was in Barcelona for two months was like he went to a match with his wife and he said, yeah, it's just it comes to life, bro. Like, when you get to a match, you come out just a sea of people all marching to the stadium uh, to cheer on. It's like there's really there's really nothing like it. I agree, and I always get jealous of people that went to big. I've said on the show before millions of times, but jealous of people that went to 
colleges where they have like football teams and basketball teams. Yeah, you really... went to like Ohio State and you yeah. witness that, or or even to, it's like it's not even being there. If you're there when they're really good, yeah. Like if you if you were in like Florida when they was winning back to back championships and basketball and football, I imagine Gainesville was turned. Yeah, it was just the place to be the pageantry of it all. Like, and then sometimes you meet with people that have gone to those schools yeah. and then granted in 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 my, in the people whose lives I've crossed where it's been like, they were more mainly like theater nerds or comedians and like, I didn't really care about, <laughs> you know, so do, do people write into your show at all? Sometimes, sometimes I don't know what it is about this show. Some podcasts have people, even though this isn't a hugely successful and several hundred people listen to this thing, but they don't say anything. All right. So if you're one of the 700 people who listens, if you were at a college or you've been to a college or you live in a college town when things were booming with your sports team, I would love for you to write in to Chris and just tell us about that experience is like. I want to hear those stories. Tell me about it. It's like we're, I think we're doing great work here, Tim. We've been doing over the the years. We've been doing really great work with this fucking show. Yeah. You've been doing great. It'd be like, people say something. (laughs) Sometimes it feels like I'm spewing this into the abyss. Talking to nobody. Yeah. There's people that listen, but, but Jesus Christ, I have the most pleasant passive, (laughs) passive listeners ever. I'm a safe Negro. You can talk to me. It's yeah, fun. I am a safe Negro. I I think you know, um, it it's I I love that, and I do. Like I was talking about it. We'll we'll talk about some movies later, but yeah, I JL said something on his podcast that really struck a chord with me when he said, and I didn't I didn't want to hear it, but he was right. Where he was saying, you know, like going to the theater is kind of like a dying like a dying thing in the culture where yeah, you don't. And I always say this, like people like you, people like JL, mm-hmm. um, you know, you're a critic, Rod and Karen, Karen do critic work and I'm just a nerd, but it's mm-hmm. like, nobody's going to the fucking theater, man. Yeah. But even if I wasn't a critic, you'd be going, the, I'd be going. There's something about the experience. I listen, I go when I'm not reviewing movies. It's almost like, like we're anomalies though. Yeah. Because I think there's something about the experience, the communal experience about yes. being in a theater that you really can't match watching at home. Right. Because like, like, watching in-game opening weekend at a packed theater, there was not that energy. Like that. It's funny because I saw it a week before. And it was, it was like 40 of us critics and like our guests. And that's still a muted because people, they're critics, they're watching it. They're, you know, they're not that, they're into it, but like, not like a, like a fan who's into it. Yeah. But seeing it a week later with like just people who were, could not wait to see it was a different energy. It's a different experience. It's a fun time. Right. And we'll get to it when, we, when we get to Beekeeper, but like those movies are much better with the crowd, with the crowd of people. And that's and that's the thing. Like you could talk about the even the the, the big experience or or were great. Even the movie, like I think I remember one time Rod and I were talking about the movie Traffic, the Paula Patton. Yeah, I remember that movie. And I went there. I was in the theater. My favorite, like mainstream theater, to go to like around or across the highway from me, AMC uh, uh, shops at Riverside. 
less than 20 people there had a fucking great time. You it's said less than 20 the, people? Yeah, it was just less than 20. Like the reactions that people had. And obviously you you get something out of the big crowds, but it's it was just like a small amount of people there. It was still a communal experience. And it's just right. it's just like not the same anymore. And sometimes I'm reminded of how I'm like, oh a yeah. Dinosaur? This, huh? What'd you say? You feel like a dinosaur? Yeah, because it's like, oh, because because normally, you know, I'm just like, I'm going to this movie. I don't want anybody to sit by me. I am in this. Right. I, am this <laughs> don't say that. I am a robot or whatever. But it's like, oh, yeah, these people are are there when there are other people are there. Right. And then there's this shared experience of a laugh where it was like, oh, yeah, this is what it's about. Also, yeah, it's not just it's not just consuming the media. It's like, oh yeah, that this is a part of it too. It's like concerts, right? Yes. Like, yeah. I, I I can experience a song, but experiencing like a performance is different. If you're watching yeah. someone, they're all taking it at the same time. It's different. You can see how other people, the energies in there, like energy is a real thing. I'm not trying to be a weirdo, but like sure. you can feel the energy in a concert. You can feel the energy's not there in a concert. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it's a stand-up, it's it's the same. You can feel when the crowd, you can feel that energy. And you can feel when they're, like, not feeling the jokes, even though <laughs> you can feel it. You're like, okay, that joke didn't land. Yeah. I, yeah. I need to punch it up here. I need to, I need a, a quicker transition or something. But that's how you learn it. You don't, yeah. you wouldn't learn it at home. They'll tell you. They they will <laughs> the tell you. The crowd will tell you. The audience will tell you. And I, I remember, like, comparing, like, two of the last shows that I had. I had a show on Thursday in Brooklyn where I was on stage and I was trying to take a conversation that I had just had a conversation with someone on the phone. We were talking about something. I was talking about how certain things made me feel and about, and I was just riffing for like two minutes and I connected some, but I was just saying, I said, okay, that'll be funny one day. And they laughed. I acknowledged that. I was like, okay, that'll be funny one day. I'll get back. I'll get, I was just trying to have a real experience with you. Like not, not even say, well, fuck you guys. I was trying to, yeah. it was just like, no, I'm trying to have a, a real experience with you, but I'll get to stuff I'm working on. And yeah. I'm that I know, I know I'm going to make you laugh while I'm up here, but I'm, yeah. I'm I want to kind of connect off with somebody. The last comic said, yeah. and try to really have like a genuine experience. And I had fun. It was fine. But then but, um, like, go ahead. But to your point, I think, you know, even with film and television, I think that's why I like recap shows and podcasts sure. are so popular because people are still looking for that connection, um, even if it's not like in real time. Right. Like I'm I used to I used to watch Game of Thrones on YouTube. They would, they would recap Game, Game of, Thrones. of Thrones. Oh, you've never seen them? No, I never watched Game of Thrones. So oh, I ne- it was I hilarious. Know. They used to give people funny nicknames, but man, it was like just these people are experiencing the show the same way I am. Mm-hmm. They see these characters, even with some of the nicknames, you're like, oh, you see this character the same way I do. And yeah. that means something. So I don't know. I, I don't think these are going to go away, go away. I think the experience is just going to be different. Um, oh, I hope not. I hope not. Because it's, be it's, yeah, it, it's just something that's, it's just, it's my favorite pastime. It's fun. And I just, when he, when JL said that, I was like, oh shit, he's right. But I had always, it's something that I had kind of felt anyway, but 
But it's not you just know. music. And to, to like most yeah. death point in his rant about not. Oh yeah, let's talk, talk about that. Well, I think what's missed at the end, he was talking about this is sort of the start of everything sort of falling apart. Like this mm-hmm. is what this is. Like to his point, all of this is shifting. Film, television, media in general. Uh, yeah. Like you said, all these players who have podcasts. Why do I need to listen to Screaming A. Smith every Saturday? Like I can, <laughs> I can, I can, I can pivot and listen to somebody else. Yeah. All this, how we talk about politics. It's all shifting right now, which right. is why there's a lot of unease people feel because we're seeing it. Like I can ignore it, but I'm seeing it with my own eyes the things are, there's a shift in all these things that we used to do. And it started with the pandemic and it never really shifted back. And it's that's continuing good, to sort of rotate. And I, I don't know where we're going to land, but that's um, a great way to articulate it, Tim, because I think like there there's an uneasiness. Yeah. And I don't it's think we. And it's it is not we it might be long after we're gone that people understand the repercussions of oh, for sure of COVID. Like yeah. not just the the way that it killed so many people, but the effect that it had socially and everything like that. It shifted and, how we live. Yeah. Yeah. Globally. It shifted mm-hmm. how we can how we interacted globally. And it still has an effect. Even politically, this divide that people had about mass mandates that weren't like all that, it still persists. It's still around that sort of energy and uh, sort of angst is with people. And people are still dying. People are still getting sick. There's still people with long COVID. Yep. Like, it's going to be it, here. And there's things that you said, like, because politically, one of my closest friends in grad school who was essentially like a, a big brother to me, because I remember when I started, I was 22, fresh out of undergrad. And this guy, I don't want to say his name. No, I'm kidding. Don't, don't do that. He was, he was a great, he's a great dude. And he was 28 and yeah. I was like 22 and he had been in service. So he'd been around the world and stuff. And he would, uh, and we, we became really close and he yeah. was a wealthy guy from the Bay area, from Northern California. And I would I was thinking to myself, yeah, he's he's Republican because he's he's wealthy. He came from a wealthy class and that's how I looked at him. But the type of it's like the type of person that he was, he was he was a good guy. But I'm thinking like, oh, yeah, his parents were probably Republican because they were fucking rich. Yeah. But that's what it, and I just, that was my 22-year-old assessment of him, and I still think he's a great guy. I think he probably still is. But there was no schism like there would be today if that, you know, if that happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's just kind of like, now it's just like, you're either on my side or you're, you're fucking not. You're the devil. You're the devil. You're trying to harm children. It's like, wait, what? (laughs) Where it's like when I hear Stephen A. Smith talk about, yeah, Sean Hannity's my friend, and these guys, I was like, but it, I mean, what is friendship? And and then it's like to me, and I've said this before, like it's always like this political shit is pro wrestling. I've said it it years before. It was it was cool to say shit like that. Now I, I I don't have that big of a platform, but. I remember I said that a long time ago yeah. and these motherfuckers that you, we, we as the plebeians, as the people fight over, will fight over Democrat versus Republicans. These motherfuckers in office, they will pretend to argue with each other on TV or, or, or on the, on the floor. 
And then they're going out and having steak dinners together. They're friends. And people yeah. are saying, like, how could these people be friends with all yeah. these social differences and and these the way that they treat? Because they're they they're good. They got <laughs> insurance. They're golden. Yeah. Be the they're ones awesome. fighting over that bullshit. The ones that are being affected by it, you yeah. know? Yeah. Like I remind people all the time, man, these corporations aren't trying to save us. These government officials aren't gonna save us. It's us. We need to they ask don't care. We need to band together and hold the line when to see fit. Don't worry about don't let these other people fool you into thinking they're gonna do something. Whenever I see somebody yeah. like sucking up some billionaire, I'm like, man, have some dignity, bro. Brand like brand like, loy- brand loyalty to stuff. Yeah. It's like I mean, even the even the nerd shit like PlayStation versus Xbox, yeah. it's like I don't care. Why do you have brand loyalty that just get if the, there's a game that you want that another company had, just get the game that you want. The most impact I ever had, we used to do this homeless teen feed in, in the U District by University of Washington. Only teenagers could come, man. And uh, talking to these kids, seeing them outside of it and how grateful they were. And it wasn't my program. I just was there helping. But they would, I'd see them because I was still, I was close to their age. I was in my 20s at the time. And they would be like, man, man, every Tuesday, bro, I, man, I appreciate it. That meant something to them, like real people helping, mm-hmm. you know, and back to corporations, somebody complained to my job who we were taking old food from the cafeteria. So day of, we take the food that was left over, throwing it out and, I, and we bring it and we give it to these kids who needed it. Somebody complained and the company had to stop doing it. Someone just complained. We was giving away food that was tossing out to kids who needed it. And they were like, yeah, it's like they, I mean, the lady, she was, I could tell she didn't want to have to do it. She was like, yeah, you guys can't do that no more. And I was like, I get it. <laughs> Damn. I get it. Anyway, not to be all serious, but no, no, it's it's it that's I mean, we yeah. just kind of got there. It's not, I don't, you know, I don't have a problem with that. That's how I have to say, man, love each other. We have each other. Please let's work together. Yeah, yeah. It's that's they want us to be fighting. Um yeah. I wanted to shift gears a little bit. I know it's been talked about fighting Jonathan Majors. Yeah, I want to. I want your thoughts on it. I mean, I've I talked a little bit about it on Patreon, but I and I know we talked about it on the phone or whatever. But yeah. what are your thoughts on the interview? And and I I know we talked about it, but I wanted you to kind of expound on some of your thoughts about you know him. You know, a lot of people said that it reminded them of of uh, the boys and like <laughs> something that the yeah. deep would be saying. Yeah, and it just came off. It's just so fascinating. It- and, it came and off so funny, and like, like how it, yeah, like how it, it would. Be. Go ahead, go ahead. If it came off like a, like a real wooden performance, like it from listen, a great actor. I'm yes, that's the problem. He's such a good actor. Um, that you see this stuff's performances because he's so good. But the problem is, um, we've never seen him in that space. Yeah, like we've seen him. It's easy to go up and give these glowing interviews when, when shit's hot and you can show up in front of these people and everyone there loves to, to see you and the energy in the room is different and everyone's cheering versus they got, it's you and someone else in the chair. I imagine your lawyer, somebody else off on the side and making good staring at you and they're asking you about something wrong that you did. Yeah. You, because sentencing's up, coming up, you can't say too much. And right. because you pleaded not guilty, you got to kind of stick with that. You can't just get up there and straight up apologize. I mean, he could. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would, but he, you know, he said stuff like, uh, I was reckless with her heart. I was like, all right, bro, what this isn't, 
a nineties R and B song. Like I'm people don't want to hear that. Heart girl, reckless <laughs> with your heart. Yeah, just I would have laid low for a minute, let everything die down, and then pop back out a year from now. Do like a little interview. What I've been doing this last year. Um, hopefully, me and Megan Good are still strong. You can say, look, look, you guys, it's been a year. Still with me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Let that all play out on its own and just, you know, talk about working on, let some people see you healthy. Let some people see you, oh, hey, Jonathan. Because right now you got this interview and it's still all these projects you're in getting canceled. Right. It's just all these negative dominoes. Like, you need some positive stuff. And that may mean sort of removing yourself from the limelight just for a minute. And then it pop back out and you, you'll end up in some indie projects. Somebody will bring you back in. Because it's not like the charges were egregious. Right. They were bad. Right. We've seen way worse from people. Yes. They're all they're misdemeanors, what I mean. They're misdemeanor charges, which is why I don't know why he went to trial, which is a whole nother. Uh, which is some they wanted to tear the guy down. Yeah. I don't know why he went to trial. I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't went to trial. I would have just pleaded out for whatever, did my little slap on the wrist and, and moved on with my life. Um the thing he got found guilty of, he was guilty of. And the only thing that came out of it was a bunch of other Brad Press, whether it be articles from Rolling Stone, uh, Hollywood Reporter, Vulture, the, 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 the tapes. Yeah. All that comes out because you went to trial, bro. And yeah. now, if all we'd have known that you had this messy situation and we never saw the end, if it, if we saw the video, but now you're doing, you breaking up kids fighting outside of Chick-fil-A. Like, all this is goofy. The, the statements from his lawyers, it's all like a clown show. Yeah. And you're trying to win the, pu- the court public opinion. Listen, here's the thing about the interview. If he hadn't done it, the last image we have of Jonathan Majors is him running away from this woman, which is kind of yeah. what you want. Yeah. If you go back, you know, dressed as some civil rights person in front of some camera, isn't winning people. Like, Shaving you're, your beard off. Yeah, you're trying to look slimmer and look less threatening and speak with a soft voice. Like, like I saw you beating the shit out of Michael B. Jordan. I know what you look like, bro. Yeah. You're a big dude. Yeah. But it's just, I don't know. It's it's hopefully we don't see from him here or see him in a while. Hopefully we don't hear from him for a minute. Another thing, m- mention the homie uh, Ba from Firestarter and what you've been watching. He posted that picture of like, of Nate Parker. Yeah. Who did Nate something even it. worse, who was accused of something, doing something even worse, who just fell back. And he said he don't, Maybe like whatever he he said something along the lines of maybe uh, he doesn't have that Nate Parker in him to just step away. He step away and then just kind of kind of come back. And that's just okay. it's not even just about like so many celebrities do that. Yeah, the, the whole shit with Timberlake and um um Janet Jackson. He stepped away. Mm-hmm. Showed up at some at some like behind the music video shit for MTV. Told us he had a new album coming out. Dropped crazy sexy love sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people kind of forgot they welcomed him back. Came up that shit was hot. hot. It was it was hot. So as long as those away. bars are hot, man, we don't we will forget that shit. If you can step like, away and come back with some like little indie joint that's just fire, that's yeah. like a real life neuralizer. Yeah, good good art, good work is an is a neuralizer. Listen, there will be people who will never forget Jonathan Majors, and I understand right. that. But he can still he'll he can he's he didn't do something that didn't allow him to try to get his life back or yeah. to try to be a better person and to no longer be an abuser or no longer be someone who loses temper in that way. 
Mm-hmm. There's still that work he needs to do. Because if yeah. he doesn't do that work, he's never coming back. It's going to end up him doing something else. So he's yeah. got to do that work for himself. Whatever work you know, between him and God that he needs to do, like he better do that. Yeah. I I I mean I was I had said on the Patreon earlier that it was just kind of flying too close to the sun. If yeah. we didn't hear that tape, it would have been a lot better for him. It just kind of made me lose a little bit of respect for him. Just the the yeah. self importance of it all. Yeah, where it's, it's just so like, wild. It's I like, mean the dude, Corona, the Corona Scott King jokes are funny. Yes, but underneath it is the self importance that that's the scary shit. Like right, what do you think, what do you think you're doing? Because it's like you're not you're not doing anything to to like take the piss out of it. Like I, I I say on this show, and I'll say it here on this feed, where it's just like you and I can talk about film and nerd out about it, yeah. or I can talk about the shit that we love, the shit that we don't like, or I can have another comic or an actor on here, yeah. and we can nerd, we can wax poetic on all this stuff, and that's I think this is a safe space for us to do that right but when it comes to like the being out where we're not always like well i'm an i'm a i'm an actor and i things that i feel i was like hey we i just learned the script and i do you know did what i need to do (laughs) i do my job but other than that like i i love doing it It, it, it's 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 a it fulfills me but i take it seriously so you the audience member doesn't have to you can have a good time at the show at right. the at the cinema at the theater but i'm not gonna say that i'm any better or any worse yeah i'm just a i'm a human being and yeah. when it comes to that it's like you're you're not mlk mlk yeah. wasn't perfect but you're you're not him you know what are you doing that's mlk worthy like what are you yeah like- it's like you are him as an actor but you're just you're, you're an actor buddy yeah yeah, you're not really the president of the United States. Yeah, it's, it's like funny. just do, yeah, just do do the part you're good at. You know, you're yeah. good at this shit. Yeah, you're really good at it. Yeah, you're really fucking good. And I and and, I, and normally I could be jealous of a guy, but I'm not. I can't. I, I it's too much life has happened to me where it's like, no, you're fucking good, bro. I yeah. hope to one day work with you, but not to like. I'm not gonna. Sh- I'm not gonna. It's just, just don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. Bro. People don't want to work with dicks. That's why no. a lot of people work with their friends now. Yeah. That's why a lot of people work with people they know they feel comfortable with them. Yeah. And they, they you're feel- already doing something vulnerable in acting, right? Yes. It's a very vulnerable thing to do. You don't want to do with people who are going to be like grade A assholes the entire time. Because I've worked with those people. Yeah. But not and fun. it's like I, my, one of my best experiences as an actor, as a young artist. Yeah was was doing this i was an intern myself and about 14 other of my first year grad classmates were interns on this production of julius caesar in 2003 and we were just kind of like um extras uh ensemble members like you know the the friends friends was it friends romans countrymen lend me your ears we were like in the crowd and doing all this stuff we were around these principal actors like playing the guy who played julius caesar the guy who played um uh brutus we were around all these actors and it was like you could see like oh i don't want to be like that guy when i, when I <laughs> or i do want to be like this person 
I do like the way this person carries themselves. Yeah. I don't want to be, I don't want to end up like that. I, I want to be this guy. You know yeah. what I mean? So there yeah. were examples of who to be, how to act. And some of the shit you know from just being raised right. right. You know what I'm saying? Like knowing how to be, you know. So it was just one of those things, man, where that was a great experience because to see that on a professional level yeah. where the stakes were just a profession, professional level stakes yeah. and how to behave on a professional level. Yeah. And you don't go, you don't go past that. And I've been around people that thought they were the shit mm -hmm. and you don't know about them now. Yeah. You know what I mean? It It's just, I don't know. It's just, yeah, it, it's sad to see that. And, um, it's sad. I feel bad for the, that cast and crew of, uh, magazine dreams because i thought that was going to be really something really special yeah and, I, and it would have been in the sea of all the things that, of what we're dealing with in this current award season it would have been in the mix yeah it would have been you couldn't get a ticket for it at sundance you weren't able to see it streaming at sundance or any of these festivals because it was so it was hard to get to and and i think that guy's a terrific performance a performer and I'm sure it was great. We'll see. I think maybe we'll see it one day. But, we'll see uh, it one day. We'll yeah. Uh, I guess I just we just now have to look forward to uh, Zendaya and the Challengers. Yes, that's coming up. Can't wait for uh, that. That's that's the big one. Well, let, let's shift gears a bit and and um, just talk about what we've seen. I mean, the only things I've seen this year, new stuff. I mean, Mean Girls is the only new thing I've seen. So Color Purple, I saw New Year's Day, but that that is for this current award season. Talk about some stuff you've seen, Tim. This year? Yeah, this year. New stuff. You saw The Beekeeper, right? I saw The Beekeeper. Um, it's like a throwback to like 90s action films. Nice. It reminds me of like, it's funny because it's kind of got that like commando kind of vibe to it. But it's also... You know how they were doing like Die Hard, everything like Die Hard on a plane, Die Hard on a train, yeah, die hard on a boat. This feels like John Wick is doing this. It's like, hey, what if John Wick was a beekeeper? And oh, Jeremy Irons is in this. Yeah, Jeremy, it's some real actors in this. Oh shit, <laughs> that's what's funny. It's like there's real acting in it. I, like, I mean, I like Jason. No, don't get me wrong. I like Jason Statham. Yeah. He was one of the first things I saw. I what's the movie where? Uh, he came that brought me back after COVID that I thought was really good. Oh, the uh, the one. Uh, yeah, Wrath of, that Wrath of Man is underrated, bro. I enjoyed that. That is a similar to Wrath of Man, like yeah, solid. He's got maybe two pages of dialogue, bro. He <laughs> don't say much. He don't say much, bro. He's gonna ask you a really threatening question, and if you, uh -huh. he's gonna. He's gonna <laughs> He's gonna interrogate you and shoot you, and then you know he'll smile. Fucking hilarious! <laughs> how long is this movie? Now, now I want to see how it's long. It's ninety minutes, bro. <laughs> it, it, it's ninety minutes. Think it right to it. It's a hundred five, and you said two pages. Yeah, it' gonna get right to the action, bro. Like you know, something happens to his friend, played by Felicia Rashad, which was good mm -hmm. to see. Yeah. Jumps right into it. He's like, oh, who did it? And he's just on a tear for 80 straight minutes of just oh man chasing down bad guys and killing them. Oh, many drivers and, in it. 
Mia Drivers in. I love her. Mia She's Drivers a bad in. guy, right? Um, no. Oh, oh, okay. No. Okay. There's just a lot of nameless, faceless dudes who end up fighting him and like some some big goons, but Josh Hutcherson's the main sort of like slimy dude he's after. I like him. He's good. It's good. It's like it's funny. It's like good acting in a movie that's like a B movie on purpose. Yeah. It's meant to be fun. It's not meant to be try to be serious. Mm-hmm. It's like we'll get to we, we talk about lift later, but like yeah, what tries to be serious? It's like what are we doing? It's everyone in this film understands what they're making. Every okay. single person. I want to see. Is, it. We're making this kind of movie, and they're like, all right, bet. That's why people will tell you, oh yeah, it's not good. It's not a good movie, but man, it is. It is the kind of movie you want to see in a packed theater. It's just a lot of fun. There's there's stuff in the film that's played for jokes. There are lines in the film that aren't played for laughs, but are incredibly funny. <laughs> there's inc- he kills people in the most inventive ways. There's a couple of them that are guaranteed to get people laughing or and or clapping. Um he does some shit with an elevator that I thought was just diabolical. Um, but he's doing all of this solo. It's just him and his backpack and whatever he got in that joint. And he's uh He's doing everything he can. He barely gets touched too till like the end of the movie. He barely gets it, it ends in such a way where like they can make like four more of these. <laughs> Your colleague David Chen says, absolutely insane, unhinged movie. An unholy marriage between Suicide Squad, Law Abiding Citizen, and John Wick, with no sense of how these movies might logically blend together totally or tonally or plot wise. Loved it. I was cackling. Dave Chen is right. That is exactly it's just like this sort of smorgasbord of like action like tropes. Okay. But it, it in a weird way, it works. It works. It's not like if described, it sounds horrible. Mm-hmm. But when you watch it, like if I told you I'm feeding you chicken and waffles, you'd be like, I've never if you've never had it before, it sounds weird. So you have yeah. it, and you're like, oh, this actually works. Yeah. This joint works. I want to see it. It was this was something that AMC was doing the advanced screening of, and I, I would have gone to see it, but my week last week was busy, so it's not. It it's like I kind kind of missed out on like maybe I feel like I'm missing out on Night Swim and yeah. and anything, but you, anyone but you and this. But I I will. I feel like I got to go see the Book of Clarence before I see this, but this is some. This is this is a film that I would go see. Yeah, I uh, think you're gonna like it when you see it. It's fun. It's okay. just fun. All right, cool, cool. What else we got? We we both now we both saw Lift. Lift, which was the the next movie. Let's let's read the. Let's see if I can get because I'm on Letterbox now. Let's see. Lift. The heist begins at forty thousand feet. An international heist crew led by Cyrus Whitaker, Kevin Hart, raced to lift $500 million in gold from a passenger plane at 40,000 feet. This stars Kevin Hart, one of our favorites, Google and Botha Raw, mm-hmm. Sam Worthington, Vincent D'Onofrio, and Ursula and Billy Magnuson. Um, and and Bern Gorman. And who? Bern Gorman. Bern, who is Bern Gorman? Which one was he? That, oh, oh yeah, 
Yeah. The quintessential bad, bad guy in yeah. everything he plays. He's got a bad guy face. He's got a bad guy face all around. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on this one? Man, I just it felt it's like a, it's a Netflix movie for one. Yeah. It's it's directed by F. Gary Gray, so it looks beautiful. Mm-hmm. But it just felt like it was just out of sync the entire time. Nothing really worked together well. I guess I liked it more than you because of Gugu. Gugu, the people are great, but yeah. think, Kevin Hartson, he's, I don't know what he's doing in this movie. I don't know if he's in a romantic comedy. I don't know what he's doing. Sam Worthington is in a, he's playing a hardcore, he's in a hardcore heist film. He's in yeah. something like the score. That's the movie he's in. He's mm-hmm. selling it hard off the rip. He's going 100 miles an hour, talking shit to Gugu, calling him homeboy on the bench. He's getting real racist. Yeah, Martin's in a different movie. Billy Maxson, he's in a funny comedy. He was funny. He was good. He's in a comedy. The yeah. other, the, the other people who don't talk that much, they're all in like a made-for-TV heist movie, and it's just that. And, and Google's in a like straight-up drama where she's she's she fell in love with the guy who's doing heist. That's the movie she's in. Yeah, they're all in these different movies, and it feels disjointed because of that. Like, first of all, if I heard NFT one more time, bro. Yeah. Like, why are we pushing NFTs? Is this an NFT commercial? Like, what are we talking about? It, the, you the think it's too, is it too dated already, maybe, to you? Yeah, cut that out. Like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but they got blood. So it's that was nuts. The whole NFT thing was nuts. They kept pushing, like, oh, we got the NFT. It's the new thing. Blah, blah, with, blah, blah. With Ganky. Yeah, Ganky. <laughs> But they're they're supposed to rob this guy who's like supposed to be a bad guy. Yeah. And they're supposed to be afraid of this guy. But here's the thing, if they're stealing if they're stealing the tens of millions of dollars that they're doing, they're running into people like him all the time. Mm-hmm. Why does this why is it like, hey guys, we're going up against this guy and we might end up in a ditch? And then at one point, like Cyrus is like, I'll do it by myself. I'm like, no, you can't do anything. You're gonna do all of the, the stuff, the stuff we end up seeing them do. You just yeah. know why you can do this. The other funny part, which which made me like laugh out loud, they had like five days and they did hella shit in five days. They They're did like, do a lot. They put all that shit to put all that that they uh the, they the, did like the, four months worth of work in five days. <laughs> <laughs> hey dog, hey, no, to be clear, all that like deceptive, what do you call it? The 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 clone the shit shit on the plane what was that on the entire plane to cover the entire plane with like this the shield that like makes them invisible yeah they we we find out they did a bunch of shit with the gold that whole that clearly takes time yeah they went recruited somebody else got him installed they 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 learned how to crack the safe there's a yeah. lot of shit, bro. I was like, it's a shit. lot of suspicion of disbelief. I, you know, I just kind of, I gave it three stars on Letterbox. I was just like, that was pleasant. You know what I couldn't disbelieve? The chemistry between Kevin Hart and Google. Yes, yeah, you know, it's just, it like, just didn't work. Like, I don't, I, I like Kevin Hart. Yeah, I, I don't believe him in like this heartthrob of a role. How, how better is that who, role? Who, who do you put there? Listen, instead of him. as a black actor, okay, as a black actor, yeah. If it's if it's Sterling K. Brown, yeah, 
Yeah. If, if it's the Keith Stanfield. Really? I saw the photograph. He can do it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he can, can do it. He can, he yeah, can, he can, yeah. he got a little bit of charisma. Too. I really like, I like the photograph. I'm just saying, like, cause I, maybe it's part if of it's John Boyega. Like, it works. Part of it's jealousy because they're opposite Gugu anyway. Yeah. So it's like, maybe I'm just kind of like living in vicariously through these guys. But yeah. Um, Cause otherwise it'd be a fucking white. Sorry, shit. Yeah. I shouldn't say. Everybody to give her a white guy, they'd be kissing on. Oh yeah, it would have been like Henry Cavill or something. Yeah. So it's like, but good, good for them. They still yeah. have no chemistry together. I mean, yeah. And and what is Vincent D'Onofrio doing in this movie? Getting that check. Yeah, he's sitting down for like ninety percent of the time. He's, he's just in a chair on a couch. Yeah, it's like fuck it. Get that. <laughs> he's get just that like. <laughs> I'm I'm resting. I'm, I'm taking not mad at him. Get those residuals, homie. I ain't mad. Yeah, get paid. Listen, one of my favorite actors. Yeah, get he's paid, terrific. Bro. Get paid. But I was like, what are you? You could have. They could have gave you that role, Chris. You could have killed. He, him. Probably, yeah. I'm, that role. I'm not as old as him, but yeah, I could. He could have been like the the disguise guy. They could have gave me, and because they're like, yeah, especially being a disguise guy that yeah. didn't have any disguises, really. Yeah, he didn't do anything. Probably could have did that. He showed up on the plane like with disguise like everybody else on the team. Yeah, yeah. It it, it was and like that scene in the bathroom where supposed to be having sex went on. Yeah. It just went on way too long, bro. I was like, okay, yeah. yeah it was kind of that's like a that's like a thirty second scene that they made like two minutes. It was just like, yeah. It's hard to be Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, you, they don't. No, everyone can't do that. But man, they did that what? so well. What was that like? Two nine. 2000 Ocean's Eleven was still up. still holds up, man. I watched that um the other week. Still holds 2001. up. 2001, currently streaming up on uh, Peacock. I mean, I own that one, but yeah, that was uh that was really one. good. It's a fun one, man. Yeah. Anyway, this is interesting. If you just want to watch a movie that's really no high stakes, right. really no villain you really afraid of, an over convoluted plot. A ending that stretches out for no reason. Um, check it out. Yeah, it was just like it, it's fine. Yeah, it's my fine. girl was in it, so I, I mean, I kind yeah. I gave it a little bit of a bump. I want to see her in like a real, another real action movie. I'm trying to see. She needs to be the giver. I want like a. I mean, she was in Cloverfield Paradox, Jupiter Ascending. That that movie. Give her like, make her like a badass like FBI agent. Cause fast, fast color was a little left. There's more yeah. to be desired in that. Like, give her something badass, bro. I, I love that. Beyond the light, she was really good. She's good in that. Her and Nate Parker. Yep. The girl before that was a TV series, though. Yeah, yeah, that, that was, was I remember that one. Wasn't yeah. that impressed by that? I wanted to like that more. Yeah. She needs something. Yeah. Yeah, something. Give her like a badass, another badass Black Mirror episode. She was, she was, well, what was she in Black Mirror? She, huh? What did she do in Black Mirror? San Junipero episode. That's right. Jeez, what am I? What the fuck? I'm, oh my God. Sorry about that. that, Brain fart. Sorry. San Junipero. I liked her on that show, Easy. uh, Do I remember that? It was on Netflix. Easy was kind of an anthology. And she was, uh, she was, she was, uh, dating 
Let me see. Easy. Did I see that? Netflix. Ooh, ooh. I don't know if I've seen that. It's a it's a series on Netflix. And it was it I think they did maybe three seasons. And yeah. it was an, in an anthology. She was I think she was might have been Jake Jake Johnson's lady in that. Oh, I'll have to check it out. Like a, it was just like a solid ass series in it. I'm kind of sentimental to it because of uh Chicago just mm-hmm. being the backdrop for it. But um uh it was good. I liked it. And uh, Joe Swanberg, who, well, who, um, so yeah, if you like Joe Swanberg, you'll, you'll yeah. like it. Uh, Greta Gerwig did shit with him. Uh, starting that kind of, I think he's known for starting that mumblecore movement. Yeah. And then, and I did like a lot of those movies, enjoy, you know, enjoy them. And, uh, yeah. I remember, um, and that's kind of, Barry Jenkins kind of came out of that a little bit with medicine for melancholy. Mm-hmm. He kind of put his own spin on that, which I really, you know how I feel about that movie, but you know that movie. <laughs> but yeah. It was just like a, like, but this with Goo Goo, it was just kind of like, this is just like a real performance. Okay. Like just like a grounded thing. Yeah. I don't know. Somebody as talented as her, like you just you put her in something else. I want to see her some more action. Yeah. They got that whole fight sequence on the plane. Yeah, she's. I like her a lot. I'm like, all right, she could do this. Yeah, put a gun in her hand, make her FBI agent. Sure, chasing some crazy serial killer. Give her one of those BBC shows. Yeah, that the joint um on Apple TV. Yeah, just uh criminal record. Yeah, just make her a flawed detective. My dream role, flawed detective, flawed detective, haunted Uh, by your past. Yeah, just I just want to be like. I want a mayor of East Town. Yeah. I want my, I want my, that's before I die, I'd like to have that. There's like a shot in the first episode where, where you reach for the bottle, but you don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> and my kid won't talk to me. You go out for a ride and you find a clue to help solve the case. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> on a night ride, trying to clear your head. Yeah. I like it. I yeah. like where this is going. Empty pizza boxes in my apartment. Yeah. My my wife like random junk around the apartment. Your yeah, talk to you. Yeah, I meet a. But something happens, so you're forced to have a conversation. Yeah, I have a relation, a dalliance with an FBI, like an FBI agent that comes to like try to watch over me, even though I don't want her on there. But we fall yeah. in love. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's solve that's, the case together. Yeah, we solve the case together. And she I, gets injured or kidnapped at one point. You got to save her. Yeah, that's yeah. because people. It's easy. People, people like would the say, movies. People always say like copaganda, fuck this. But at the core, there's the good guy getting the bad guy. And when the guy when the guy is flawed, that makes him more relatable and people see themselves in it. And it's just like that's that's gold, man. Yeah. Every time. And then and then you know what it is. Brandon Collins writes the 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 Kwame Kilpatrick biopic yeah me Winston Duke passes I take it <laughs> why is he gonna pass because that's who they're oh, gonna I go for you like he, I thought you mean like he passes I was like dang why no, you no, Winston Duke dies and I and then I have to do it no 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 he passes on the project <laughs> he passes on the project 
then I do it. They're like this unknown actor. Who the fuck is this guy? Yeah, he's got some credits, but we don't know who the fuck this guy. And and then I get it. And I get like I may or may not win, but I get critically acclaimed performance. Yeah. And I get to do this like flawed cop guy. What's the scene that gets you nominated? What is that? What's that scene? In the Kwame Kilpatrick thing? Yeah. What are you doing? I think it's just a denial of all the bullshit that I did. So you're in front of some board and you're denying what happened. Yeah. Or like it, cause it, I almost feel like in a lot of ways and somebody's going to steal this and somebody's going to get cred for it. And mm-hmm. I know if they listen to this, they listen to this podcast cause only like 15 people listen. So it, it would be him. It could almost work as a mockumentary, but really oh. dark. So okay. of him, him just saying something about, that woman he had killed that was a oh that lady man. he had a yeah. Fair yeah him him being him denying that or or something like that it, it 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 really wouldn't have to be him crying or yelling it would just be in like this outright denial evil, of whatever evil person just like just really fucked up shit yeah and it's I like just, that. yeah so and then they then they'd give me the cop show okay yeah Something like that. Like, like just, I like this. Yeah. And we we then we get the you know then it's off to the races. It's off to the races. Um yeah. we saw another movie. Uh Mean Tim. Girls? Wait, which one? We saw Tim. Yes, oh shit. I'm for, the, the your namesake. Tim, <laughs> yes. one of our favorite <laughs> our favorite young actress, uh Georgina Georgina Campbell, who's who's really started to be in this genre of one of my favorite people. People usually cite Chris Rock's Brain the Pain as one of the greatest specials of all time, greatest comedy specials of all time. I think it is there in the pantheon, but yeah. sometimes Chris Rock's big ass jokes gets lost in the shuffle. And some of my favorite Chris Rock sayings are in that. Georgina is is now in this genre that we call fucking around with them white boys movies. Yeah. um, Where she just gets in over her head. She did it in the film Wildcat. She 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 did it in Barbarian. (laughs) Did it in Barbarian. Which I still think is probably her best film to date. Yeah. Um, But I felt like this movie, Tim, was better than uh, Wildcat, which I made made you watch, but we both like her, so I don't feel too bad for making you watch it. All right, so let's read this blurb. Tim, T-I-M, directed by Spencer Brown. His intelligence is artificial. The threat is real prosthetic scientist abby georgina campbell and her adulterous husband paul adjust to life outside the city as abby begins working for high-tech company into integrate develop a humanoid ai tim uh well that's a little misleading yeah because the the it it's kind of already developed She's helping them fix a problem with its grip because mm-hmm. currently the Tim can only do basic tasks because it, it, the hands are messed up. So she's buying there 
to fix a specific problem that they want the company wants to get out in front of. Mm-hmm. Part of that is everyone in the company has to have a Tim at their home. Right. And this Tim is is in her home with her husband, who we find is has cheated on her. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing? If you get suspension of disbelief, you gotta yeah. realize that her white bread husband is uh cheating on Georgina Campbell's fine ass. Yeah. He just can't which 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 that that cheating facilitated them moving. Yeah. Out of the city. Yeah. Move away from the cheating. Right. So they move away because so just because he's away from the city, he's going to stop cheating. They they move to the countryside with this uh, attractive woman of another attractive woman of color of color that lives in the cabin. Yeah. Not too far. Yeah. Uh, What are your what are your overall thoughts on this one? I thought this was a lot of fun. I agree. And it gets dark at the end. Yeah. It's the, the last when Tim makes his last kind of push <laughs> <laughs> for murder it's dark yeah at the beginning it's a weird sci-fi mystery kind of thing um i have a question for you do you think because the beginning of the movie her and her husband are watching this this movie about love mm-hmm. and she brings tim into watch do you think that's the moment he was like oh i want that thing I want this thing that I saw on television. Like I want it. And he's he's deducing ways to get it, which for him isn't an emotional decision. He's like, oh, I'm gonna kill these people, get them out the way, and then I can, you know, at the end of the movie, when when you get back, you find out what his safe word is, his whatever word to shut him off. Yeah. It's something he thought she'd never say. I think that's a good point. That's a great point. Yeah. I think that's what I think that's what drove him. But then he just turned really horny, man. He was smelling her clothes. Well, the part that got me, and and I should, I'm going to give, I gave it three stars. I should give it three and a half. Uh, I'm giving it three and a half because the part that I liked, the creepy part I liked was when he was massaging her feet. Yeah, he was massaging her feet. He's this robot's massaging her feet and she's liking it. Yeah. And that's when I was like, oh. Okay, this is a this is a turn because she's got to be she's got to be into it. So it's like, oh, you're she's into it, and it's like, oh, let me catch myself when her yeah. husband comes in, who's clearly jealous of Tim. Yeah, uh, and he, he is not. He is. Uh, yeah, it's something, man. It's it's a it's a fun movie. It goes. It goes about the way you think it's going to go. Yeah. It's, it's a lot more violent at the end. Yeah. Because he just starts killing people. You're like, oh, okay. Yeah, I wasn't expecting the murders. Yeah, you're, you're just flat out murdering people. Bro. Yeah, I was expecting it to get crazy, but I didn't know how many people he was going to kill. I didn't really know if he was going to kill. I thought it was going to be a prevent preventative thing. But then you think about a movie like Megan, or as I like yeah. to call him, a Thregan. I. Yeah. I feel like okay, this is about this is about right. It's about right, and it was enjoyable. It was I enjoyable. Think, I think some, I think sometimes people tend to because the movie's not a big budget thing, or you can just look at some people's reviews. There's one guy that gave it four stars and some three, but the people that kind of shit on these things, it's like you kind of got to know what you're watching mm-hmm. in order to 
you know, the consensus. The first, the first comment. <laughs> uh, yeah, what did he say? Uh, if Tim had started wanking off when he was showing her his new hand, he would have maybe gotten five stars. <laughs> he gets really creepy. It Like, smell, trying to watch her undress. I'm like, you can't, do you have like a horny chip? Like, where does yeah. this come from? Because she's a baddie. It's not. Yeah, but how does he know? I guess he's, I don't know, he's looking at internet porn all day. What is he doing? I he, don't know. He's into her in a way that he shouldn't be. Yeah. I yeah. can see the movie sparking this idea of love in his head. Right. But you can you can have that love and obsession without smelling her clothes. I was like, man, if he smells her panties, I'm out of here, bro. Because, uh, yeah, because it was like, because he never going there. Because the husband was like, and then the fact that he was cheating it made it easy for whatever happened, what happened to him to happen where it's like, you don't really feel too much for him, but you, you do have to feel something for the final girl. I I have a question for you. Yeah. So the fine, the fine neighbor says, when she went to the house, Tim tried to kiss her. Right. What was he, what was that about? I think I thought, was it something that he could change his look or something that he didn't see? So he could look like, I don't know. Like he's trying to hook up with every human possible. Maybe. I was like, why are we trying to kiss her? Because it doesn't do anything other than I don't know if he felt like it was going to make the husband look more paranoid, right? Because it was just he he wanted he wanted it all for himself. Yeah, and he was just going to eliminate everybody else. Yeah. Um. Do you have a favorite Tim murder or Tim stalking scene? I like that massage foot, foot massage scene the best. Um, the husband, the husband, the husband paired with with her finding the husband, with Abby finding her husband. He's he's just right there. He's like, oh, she hadn't found that. <laughs> oh yeah, he he was uh, he he was just kind of a. Uh, I didn't care about him. One, I was hating because he was married to her. Just yeah. the, the Chris, the viewer, was yeah. just hating your your fucking with old girl that I like. Yeah. But then it was just like, okay, you had, you had cheated before. I don't know why she didn't just get rid of the guy. Uh, yeah. But but that, I think that made it easier for him to have the fate that he had at, mm-hmm. at the end of the at film. The end. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just think the because he was like he was like, yeah, I changed my hair to dark to to the dark because. Your pupils dilate when you you stay on the whatever. He was just yeah. giving this reason why he changed. Tim changed his hair color. He made an appointment at a salon and changed his hair color for her. Yeah. And she was like, "Uh, uh, change that back." <laughs> and he yeah. and the part there's a part where he was bring. She goes upstairs. She's mad at her husband. And Tim follows her and bumps into her husband. Oh, he's like hip checks him. Yeah, she's like, oh, and then just like way he walks, he kind of walks up the stairs like a chick. He's yeah. like, oh, and like shoulder checks him and then walks up. I like that. It's a it's an entertaining movie. It's fun. It's a it's a good time. Yeah, I had a really good time watching it, man. I think people are gonna like it. Yeah, not not as go, good. Go, you know, go if you rent it or when it ends up streaming for free somewhere. Give it a watch. It's worth seeing. It's definitely worth seeing. Worth yeah, nice, fun sci-fi thriller. There's just like a factory where they have these like biracial, brown-skinned, curly-haired women yeah. from the UK. 
<laughs> turn them into actresses, put them on screen. Yeah, like Gugu, Georgina. There's others. Yeah. The yeah. So I I'm I'm a fan. Uh, I will continue to watch this genre of Georgina Campbell fucking around with these white boy movies. I'm I'm here for it. Did you want to talk Mean Girls? I know I know what we talk Mean Girls. I'm yeah. down. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun. I loved it, man. I thought it was uh I thought it was terrific. It was just a you know, I've seen three all three iterations of the the original film, the the uh Broadway version and uh now this uh version of the the, the Broadway musical at a movie adaptation of the Broadway musical. I j- I said on on Letterbox a fantastic adaptation of the Broadway musical based on the 2004 movie adapted from the book Queen Bees and Wannabes. I laughed and smiled a lot. Yeah, I smiled a lot. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Memorable um, lines that were are all in there. It's essentially the same movie. Fun mm-hmm. characters, some new actresses and actors to watch. Yeah. They, they, and they all did really good with the musical performances, which I was always concerned about. Yeah, I I like the I like the songs, and I I, I think my my guys on um, Fish Jelly, uh, they gave it three. Joseph and Nick, I don't know what they both gave it three stars, and they were saying how you know it was like the songs were forgettable. You and I were talking about that yeah. yesterday. It was just like ah, uh, I mean, if you, within the context of the film, like I mean, I'm not gonna go back like and listen to these on iTunes. But I did I did enjoy them within the context of the film, you know, like yeah. the Regina George's song and the 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 it was fun. It was just I mean, there's certain, there's certain songs. I remember watching Frozen uh-huh. like, at the screen at a screening for Frozen. And like when Let It Go came on. I was like, oh, these kids are going to like this is this is one of those songs. The kids were singing in the, in the lobby afterwards. Yeah. And I was like. Yeah, so you know, Chicago has those type of songs, Moulin mm-hmm. Rouge. Like, it's nice if a musical has that music, but for me, I think I need the music to work in the context of the film for me to care about it. Like, I don't, I don't need a song that feels out of place or yeah. like the energy of the story or just feels like it's supposed to be there for a reason. Yeah, like, I've never been that guy when it comes yeah. to. Uh, I ne- I did a lot of musicals growing up and mm-hmm. and then ju- from junior high on, but like I never was that guy of like. Oh, this song from a musical I feel compelled to sing. And it's not, it has no uh doesn't have anything to do with musicals in general. But when I'm watching them in the context of it, I I have yeah. an appreciation of what these actors are doing, like to really sure. bring bring these bring this stuff out. And uh yeah, it was just it just worked. And it it makes me want to see what Tina Fey does next because uh-huh. it was one of those things where I I've I've been a fan of Thirty Rock I I I loved Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt and and uh, I was on a couple of episodes but I I want to see what new project she works with now because that it's something that you know we I've talked about on the show before where it's like we're kind of missing these comedies and they're slowly yeah. starting to come back. And now it's just like though that those jokes, joke jokes that, that Tina Fey is known for to have all these jokes packed in kind of seeing that in this film more than I've, I've seen in film recently. 
right within the last like five years or so where it's like oh shit this works i want to see what she tackles next yeah 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 interesting yeah i'm with you and yeah. you know they're they're putting some young stars in this film. Right? It's interesting to see where all these other people end up. You know. Yeah, and the young girl Awili Caravallo, the the one that played Janice. Yeah, she's the Moana. She sung Moana stuff. Oh, that's right. She was really good. She, she was, was good. Um, you know, like that's that, she's got a great got a great voice. And I think lo, that she low key obviously her and and uh, Damien were essentially the narrators, the lead. Yeah. In a lot of ways, we're the leads. Yeah. Um, I'm trying looking at what she she's done before. I'm not familiar with a lot of this Disney stuff, but uh, Crush was one of these. Uh, what's that? What's that company? There's a. They're based out of Syracuse, and they do movies. Shit, I follow them on Instagram. They did. They did that movie that Pete Davidson did was oh like the one he was yeah um, big time adolescence. Yeah. Uh, try to think of that that company because they a lot of their movies go to Hulu, and now that's gonna be in my brain, and I don't want to. Damn it! I hate when I get like that and I can't. <laughs> it's, it's a production produced by. Where does it? You see that? Uh, no. Shit. Yeah. Damn it. Anyway. Yeah, she's good. Good stuff. That's your yeah. talent, there, man. American High. American High is a production company. Yeah, that's yeah. Um, they did the the per like that that movie that was like the Purge, but it was like the kids like they could do drugs. Yeah, yeah, and they're based out of Syracuse. Yeah, but I, I really, I, I loved it. I thought it was just a, it was just a really good time. And I knew, like, I, I was, I was trying to see it throughout last week, but I just felt like I was like, ah, oh, no, I just kind of want to wait, or I'm busy, and this is coming up, and I'm busy. But then when I finally saw it, I was like, this is, this is what I needed. I needed yeah. this. I needed like to be satiated in that way by this type of film. Yeah, you know, so yeah, I really dug it. Well, Tim, I don't want to hold you any longer. This is this has been a what I always thought it would be a joy and a pleasure and a privilege to chat with you just to shoot the shit. Thanks for um, having me. As always. Oh, of course, anytime, man, anytime. Uh, do you have anything to plug? You want to talk about anything? Anything that you're you're uh, excited about? Are there any films that you're excited about? I know I sent you that. Abigail, sure. you've seen it before. You've probably seen it before. Abigail, yeah, I'm excited for that. It's a good cast. Looks fun. Little vampire girl. She's a ballerina vampire. Should be fun. <laughs> uh, no, I would. I would like to see the praises of Criminal Record on Apple TV. First okay. two episodes are up. Um, go check it out. It's a nice little British drama thriller. I'm gonna um, get into that. Yeah, I think I think people are gonna like it. Dune, Dune Two. Are you into that? Are you excited? Dune Two. Yeah, I'm excited for Dune Two. More Zendaya in that one. Yeah, we got a lot more Zendaya in that one. Yeah, excited for that. Um, not a whole lot. Just kind of waiting for the year to start up. I, I, I'm wondering what that first big movie's gonna be. That's always fun. So it's probably gonna be Dune. Yeah, because that's that's in March. That's March first. 
Yeah, I think that might be it. I mean, more Zendaya in that, so I will be into it to see. So maybe I'll rewatch the first one, I guess. Yeah. But other than that, Challengers the next in April. That's what I'm doing. April. Mm-hmm. Other than that, you know, I'm sure there'll be something that I want to see, but just off the rip, that's the big one for me. And uh, yeah, I can't think of anything else right now. I'm not. I'm just not aware of anything else right now. To be yeah. honest with you, should be another good year though. I'm yeah, it's another good year, and I think this was coming off of COVID 2023. Yeah. I think we were. It was low key a terrific year for TV and film. Yeah. I was just talking about those the uh, Golden Globes on the Patreon, just how this is a good year for TV and film. It's been a really good year. Yeah. And I'm only hoping for it to get better. And then I'm in some of it next year. Right. There you go. Shit. All fun. right. All right. <laughs> All right, Tim. This has All been right, a brother. joy and a privilege. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. And I'll talk to you next time. Take it easy, everybody. Okay, let me let me uh stop recording. Boop.